the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to Bisberg. I'm your host, John Hall. Today the program is sponsored by Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge. With me in studio is the Reverend David Lewis. David, welcome back to the show. Hey, well, thanks, John. Yeah, always a pleasure, David. You come in here from uh, Adult and Teen Challenge. Talk about this for a second, because for many, many years, it was just Teen Challenge. But because of the epidemic that's happened, because of the growth and the skill that uh, Adult and Teen Challenge is able to present, you've repositioned yourself and helped a whole different category of people. Yeah, so we're for adult men, women, and teens. So if someone wanted to look up uh, teenchallengeusa.com, you could see that there's over 200 centers in the country. Um, you can find help for any demographic, uh, men, women, or teens. But early on, it was only for teens because the Reverend David Wilkerson, the book Cross and the Switchblade, sure. some people might be familiar. That's what the, That was the first group that he helped were teenage gang members in Brooklyn. I see. So uh, before we go into our, com- our deeper conversation, just talk for a second about treatment options that are available. There's a short term and a long term as well, right? Yeah. So in our local facility, which is in Cheswick, outside of Pittsburgh here, we have, we're for adult men. And we have a 30-day program, and that's where they can begin. And then if they want to, they can move on to our long-term Christian discipleship program in Raresburg, four hours east of here, for 11 months. Nice. So, look, uh, online, you want to catch, uh, catch Teen Challenge, paatc.org. Yep. paatc.org, or by calling 412-849-3224. That's 412-849-3224. So, uh, Dave, I always like that when you come in, you're a great communicator about uh, the perils of addiction. And you always bring a good, strong biblical sense about this. Now, uh, Word FM produces something called Faith Talk Magazine. It will be out shortly. You can find it, I'm sure, in your local church, of course, here at the station, but all across Western Pennsylvania. You wrote a really interesting article titled, What is the Biblical Category for Addiction? Yeah. Talk about this. Uh, biblical Category for Addiction. Yeah, so so where we want to start is we want to start by talking about you know, the culture we live in and the worldview that dominates much of uh, what we take in through media and through the school system and different things is really dominated by a secular worldview Yes, that really views human beings as highly evolved mammals. Um, and the only thing that's real is what you can, you know, experience with your five senses. Yeah. Um, and how that applies to addiction is many times in the world of addiction, the word disease will be used. Um, specifically brain disease. So addiction is viewed from a purely biological standpoint. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's not something that uh, an addiction or a disease comes upon you. You have no control over this. This is something that happened to you. Yeah, and the the reason why the disease concept is not completely without value, so we don't want to be quote-unquote fundamentalist Christians about it either and say, well, we're in our little hole over here and we don't you know, we don't interact with the scientific community or something. Sure. There is biological aspect to addiction. It does take over your brain chemistry and alters it, even permanently, I'd be comfortable saying. Yep, when you no put doubt. these powerful chemicals into your bloodstream over and over Changes and over again, who you are. it will change it. And it does feel like you're powerless and have no choice. Right. So 
we're not saying that we, we need to reject the findings of uh, those who would uh, talk about the biological aspect. But if we're Christians, we have to say that we operate out of a Christian worldview, right? right. So we can't just take hook, line, and sinker the secular worldview and say, okay, well, that must be the main explanation. Because we, uh, you know, what are some of the aspects of the Christian worldview that we need to remember here? First of all, we are created by a creator, so just that little concept right there is huge because God created us. <laughs> right. He made us. And not only did he make us, he made us in his image. So being made in the image of God means that we have constituent parts of us that are different from, for example, the animal kingdom that God made. There is a Ge- difference. Yeah, and in Genesis it's very clear. Sure. He doesn't say that about the animals. He says that about us. We are made in his image. And what does that mean? Well, that means there's a deeper part of us than just our body, our physical body. We have a soul and a spirit. Now, some listening might say, well, there's a debate on whether we're tripartite or bipartite. Do we have a body, soul, or spirit? Or just a... But we don't need to get into that. <laughs> the, the, issue, the issue is <laughs> there's you. a part of us that's immaterial right. that relates to God. Our soul. Yes. And we have, you know, and what sets us apart from animals as well? We have language. We have intellect. We have reason. Mm-hmm. We have emotion. Um, these are all parts of being made in the image of God. So what the Christian worldview and what we teach at Adult and Teen Challenge is that we have to look at how this drug use impacts that part of us, as well as the biology. Mm-hmm. So we're not against, like I said earlier, the biological aspect of addiction. That needs to be treated and needs to be dealt with. But we also need to look at how does this impact us spiritually. I see. So, so there's something to be said then, obviously, about um, repeated use of drugs and alcohol over a period of time that somehow is corrosive to that God within us. Correct, correct. So that's where we move on. So, um, you know, let's go back. There's the there's the biopsychosocial spiritual definition of addiction, which I think is the most holistic way to talk about it. So there's a biological aspect, psychological aspect, sociological aspect, family systems, and then there's the spiritual aspect. So without denying the biopsychosocial, which, you know, in, in most drug treatment centers and anywhere you care to mention, they're going to tackle those three issues right. very effectively. That's the standard. Yes. But when you get to the spirituality piece, this is where it gets a little a little shaky. Right. So it, Teen Challenge is an evangelical Christian ministry historically. I see. So, so in a typical uh, addiction center, they would you know look at the 12 steps, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Yes. Or they would incorporate whatever your spirituality is, you, you know, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, Eastern religion, yoga, you know, whatever. They would say that's that's acceptable, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, sure. There's which a template. Of, yeah, which, of course, you know, we at Teen Challenge, we're not going to judge somebody or exclude somebody based on their personal belief system. But we're going to tell them what our belief system is, right. which is as evangelical Christians, the category we place drug use into is idolatry. Idolatry. I-D-O-L-A-T-R-Y. Idolatry. Paul in Romans one twenty seven says they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator. Mm-hmm. So the way we frame it is we say, does addiction is addiction a biological disorder? Yes. Is it a psychological disorder? Yes. Is it a sociological disorder? Yes. But it's also a worship disorder. Right. So an addict. Everything in that addict's life revolves around the next drink, the next hit. Correct. The, the chemical functions as the God. So 
the biblical Christian definition of worship is that which you find ultimate, very important word, ultimate joy, peace, pleasure, security, purpose, and power in. So what is your, so that's worship. What is worth the most to me in my life? That's what we worship. And we all have an object of worship. And this is where you can be an atheist. You still have that. You got to serve somebody. Yes. You got to serve somebody. So we say that the addict's problem is they are worshiping chemicals. Mm -hmm. And that is what needs to be addressed. And I can give my personal story. I remember um, being in middle school, going into high school, going through the typical, uh, am I cool enough? Am I hip enough? Am I athletic enough? Do I have a girlfriend? Do I right. got the right shoes? You know, just, just a, How do I measure up? It's a miserable time for try to fit in. It's a lot going on. You know, so for, because of circumstances, and we, we on previous talked about parents and how they can deal with things, but my parents didn't keep good enough tabs on me. I was a latchkey kid. They, were, they weren't at home when I got home from school and had all these hours to I kill. See. So you left to your own devices. Yes. And I met a kid in the neighborhood who smoked marijuana. Now, the whole reason I'm telling you a story is this. When I experienced the high I got from marijuana for the first time, it's like all of that worry, anxiety, fear, and my identity and just melted away. Uh-huh. And I just felt like I rose above it. And I said to myself, I remember thinking, this is like 20 years ago now, I want to feel this way all the time because it's helped me to rise above all these challenges in my life. Now when I look back on it, it was my God. Yeah, you found your happy place. Yes, and then what do you do in every act of worship? Now you must provide sacrifice. So now, and this is the addict's life, now in order to keep getting this high that helps me escape and gives me joy and pleasure and peace – I have to start sacrificing, and I'm going to sacrifice my time, my money, my family, even my very life, as long as this God continues to deliver for me. Mm-hmm. And, and from the biblical worldview, this is satanic. So idolatry, and if you, if you, if you study the Bible, right, it's, it's interesting. If, if people haven't noticed this, you will once I explain it. Satan shows up in the garden, right, as a serpent. Then if you read the rest of the first five books of the Bible, he's nowhere else to be found except in one passage in Deuteronomy where it talks about how the Israelites were worshiping Satan in their idols. Mm. So there's tons of idolatry in the first five books, right? They're always falling into idolatry and the golden calf and all this. Well, that's because Satan is hiding himself and positioning himself behind idols. I see. So he's done his work. Yes. And he's doing it very secretly. And, you, you know, you, I mean, who, who, I mean, those are, that's a very small percentage of people, right? They go into a room and paint a pentagram on the floor and say, I hail Satan. I worship right, you. Right, right. That's not what people do. We, he's, he's in idolatry. So back to this. So addicts need to understand that what they are doing is a very spiritual thing. So, so here's the thing. So there'll be explanations that people will give about why addiction is so like, something that can't be changed. People are so trapped in it. So the biological explanation would say people are so trapped in it because their brain chemistry has been permanently altered and it creates a craving and that craving will never go away. Mm -hmm. Like a dog chasing its tail. Yes. So, and there's some truth to that. Sure. We got to look at that part. No doubt about it. But the biblical worldview would say, no, the reason why the root issue as to why it's so enslaving is because you become like what you worship. So the spiritual principle is that as I worship and I serve this idol, this drug, it actually transforms me mm-hmm. at the deepest part of me. And, and if you've ever worked with an addict, do you wonder why they're so impulsive, angry, selfish? Well, it's because they've been changed. Mm-hmm. Not 
biologically primarily, you know, you'll, you'll hear a mother say, this isn't the kid I raised. Right. Well, of course it's not. You know, because, it's somebody else. But what's the explanation for why he's not the kid you raised? Well, you could, we could give the biological, psychological, sociological. But see, and this is the other thing I love about this view. It levels the playing field. We all have idolatry. Because mm-hmm. sometimes in the other worldview, it kind of, oh, there's addicts out there, they're diseased, and then there's us normal people. Right, them and us. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> from a Christian worldview, absolutely not. We all serve and worship things that are of this creation that mm-hmm. we need to repent of. And, of course, the number one one in the old King James is mammon, money, right. and material things. That's the most common idol on the Drives planet. Drives us all. Yep. So this transformation of the person is what needs to be dealt with. So there's two things. There's, and here's another place where we're unique. You have to deal with how the chemical, the idol has transformed you as you worship it. You have to also deal with the guilt. This is very important. So, of course, the basic Christian gospel is that God, through Jesus Christ, forgives us of our sin. Now, this is very controversial, but it's what we say at Teen Challenge. We insist that you must put the actual act of taking the drug under the category of sin. You can't just take it out of that category and make it a disease. And like you said earlier, well, then now I'm not responsible. Right. Now, if, of course, we understand that how it feels biologically and chemically to be hijacked by this chemical. But at the end of the day, idolatry is a sin against God. Right. So it's controversial to people who are not believers, who are not Bible readers. Yeah, and they would say, well, why are you making them feel so guilty? <laughs> They're already guilt-ridden enough. They yeah. just got out of jail. They've lost everything. But we, as I, as a pastor, and us as Christians, we, we can't just skirt around this. The, the, the ultimate... Um, thing that needs to happen at first is my sins can be forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, I'll tell you, the people that come in, they are so guilt-ridden. And then you get into this performance mentality. Okay, I lost everything through my drinking and my heroin. My wife left me or she's threatening to leave me. My kids are adults now and I wasn't in their childhood. Like the guilt is crippling. Right. And if you think that you're going to deal with that guilt by just getting off the drugs and getting your life back together, and then somehow that's going to make everything okay. Doesn't happen. You have a rude awakening. So what's the only answer that we have as Christians? It's the gospel. Come to Christ. Christ will forgive you and cleanse you, and you are his child now, regardless of what you've done. I mean, God knows everything you've done, and yet he still accepts you anyway. So, And that's our foundation. I mean, that's what we're going to build. That's what we're going to start with is here's your new identity. You're a child of God. David Lewis is with us from Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge. Look at Teen Challenge, paatc.org. That's paatc.org. Or by calling 412-849-3224, 412-849-3224. We're talking about, David is, teaching and preaching about the biblical category for addiction. Okay, David, so an addict comes in to Teen Challenge when that message is presented, that's got to be difficult for someone to process. Absolutely. So that's why um, we are very confident in the Holy Spirit, right? If it was up to me to save someone, if it was up to me for someone to receive this message, that they wouldn't work. But you will see people light up when they see, like, you mean, you mean that I don't have to change anything fundamentally about what I've done or who I am for this forgiveness to be mine? No. Just open your empty hand, come to Christ. Yeah. And then that's the foundation that we build on. And then the, the transformation is Jesus and who he is and what he's done for you can become your joy, your peace, your pleasure, your security. Like that's that, 
you know, because there's a battle going on here, a battle for allegiances. Okay, the addict comes in and says, no, my allegiance is to my chemical. It gives me joy. It gives me peace. It gives me pleasure. It, it gives me power. Right. But we're saying, no, Jesus will give you all that. Now, here's the rub. Here's the rub. Um, and now in the article that's coming out, if you check it out, I have a little uh, uh, graph there that we can't show, obviously, on the radio. Um, but the reason why it's so hard for someone to break this cycle is because of this very simple formula. When you worship an idol or a false god, mm-hmm. you, you, you come to the god and ask it for the peace, for the joy, for the pleasure. The thing that with false gods is they give it to you instantly. They say, here you go. Right. Instantaneous pleasure. Okay, especially with chemicals, right. because they it's very instantaneous. So I get what I want. But then here's the thing. It leaves suffering in its wake, death and destruction. But see, that's never presented up front. It's always hidden. Right. It's a silver platter with a little bit of poison in it. You know, mm-hmm. here's the joy. Yeah. So that's what we're used to. That's the pattern we're used to. Well, if you come to God, God does not function that way. Okay. If you study the teachings of Jesus, okay, you come to him and worship him. But he doesn't usually give you what you want instantly. He doesn't say, okay, here you go. You want joy? Here, take some joy. Here, you want peace? Take some peace. No, actually, you have to walk the path of suffering. Mm -hmm. And then the suffering comes first and the fulfillment comes next, which is completely the opposite of an idol, right? Right. An idol, the fulfillment comes instantly with suffering in its wake. So that's why the individual, and this is why Teen Challenge has historically been such a successful program. We have our, it's 12 months in a residential facility where you can practice living this way. I see. You can practice in a structured environment with mentors and pastors and men who've been through it. Listen, wait. God is in your life and he will fulfill your desires, but you need to suffer first. It's a long road. It's a long road. And these quick fixes, these quick, oh, it'll just, I'll be good in 30 days, doesn't work. Right. We have our 30-day program because we found that a lot of people aren't willing up front to commit to that long yeah. term. So we added programming to help those individuals. So 30 days is a means of introduction Correct. in some way. Correct. And we work with them and we help them, but our goal is to get them into our I see. long-term program. So then talk about this long-term program. I mean, a, a year, right, for a lot of people, they go, how do I stop my life? How do I step away from my job, my wife, my kids? What's that look like? Yeah, so it's not for everybody. So uh, if we can get someone into our 30-day program, set them up with aftercare where they stay in the Pittsburgh area, for example. Sure. You know, go home, go to outpatient, get plugged into a church. Of course, that's the best case scenario. Right. But what you'll find is, um, and this is we always have this back and forth with guys who come in, they're saying, oh, no, I can't leave my wife. She's got bills. Oh, I can't do this. And then you get the wife on the phone and she goes, um, I don't know what he's talking about. I want him out of here. <laughs> so a lot of times the family's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Get sober. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's blowing hot air. I'd rather have him away for a year. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's no, you're, you're, you're onto a good point. The 12-month program is a specialized program. It's definitely not for everybody. But we pretty much specialize in those who've went through other treatment centers over and over and over and over and right. keep losing jobs and keep going to jail. I mean, people go in, in, in treatment 10, 12, 15, 20 times, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Back into rehab, back into rehab. This whole thing, this 12 months, is a complete and total surrender. Yeah, the clinical supervisor that works for me uh, now, who's one of my first counselees when I first got started as counselor, he went through 12 treatment centers, wow. heroin addict, before he came to Teen Challenge. And that prepared the way, he'll tell you. Like, he needed those failures to get to the point where he said, I need something more. And it is a sacrifice. But with a documented 70 to 80% success rate, 
that we've had, we've been around 50 plus years, um, our graduates are much more successful from, you know, we, we would say it's the Jesus factor, but also just the time. There aren't programs out there that let you stay for 12 months. Yeah, it's a deep dive. Yeah. So, and then and if we're teaching them this in the midst of it, um, that, that there is a transformation that happens as you worship the true God of Scripture and worship Jesus and, and come to him for those ultimate. And it's a battle. Yeah, the, the, if anyone's telling you if you're an addict out there listening, this is going to be an easy road. It's going to be the hardest no. fight of your life. No quick fix here. But you're, talking, you're hearing somebody talking right now who almost has 20 years. Of sobriety. Of sobriety. Excellent. And I had to fight for it. And yeah. God did a work in my heart. But it was through this ministry that it started. Reverend David Lewis is with us. He joins us from Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge. You can contact Adult and Teen Challenge, 412-849-3224. That's 412-849-3224. So talk about that, David. I mean, you're surrounded by men and women. They, they make the effort. Uh, it's got to be greatly gratifying, not only for the addict or the alcoholic who has some sort of measure of, of uh, sobriety under their belt, but for you as well to see that journey. Yeah. So uh, if I lose hope, um, you know, which, which happens in this field. I mean, I've had a lot of guys die right. on me in the last five, six years with People. the overdose epidemic that's going on. And um, I've seen a lot of guys fail. I mean, this is the type of field, if you're thinking, if you're listening and thinking about working in it, um, it's one of those type of fields where there's the successes are amazing, and the failures are epic. Sure. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, every day is different. But when I lose hope, I, you know, I have, and this is another thing unique about our program, I have several men who work at my facility full-time, full-time staff members who are graduates of the program. And I remember when they walked in the door, broken down, everything lost, and now look at them. They're married. I mean, I was the best man in the, my clinical supervisor's wedding. Cool. Who, and when I saw him walk in the door, he wasn't even a believer, you know? And so, well, yeah, when I'm tempted to lose hope and say, God, what's the point, which yeah, we yeah, all yeah. have those days, you know, he just reminds me, wait a minute, look, you have walking examples of what I can do right in front of you. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Fabulous. Okay. Talk about, you know, whether it's 30 days or that year program, people got to think, well, time and money. What about the cost of 12 years? How does that work? So, um, so what we do is we have our 30 day program is insurance based. So if you have Medicaid or Highmark or UPMC commercial insurances, that will pay for your stay, and we'll work with you on that. We actually have some of the most affordable self-pay rates for that 30-day program as well out there. We're very competitive. We'll put you on a payment plan. You can pay it off a couple hundred dollars a month um, if you need to. Then if you go to our our 11-month program, that is a donation-based program. So that does not take insurance. So the way that happens is we simply have a discussion with the family and we say, you know, here's what it's going to cost to keep your loved one in our program. Can you make a donation? If they can't make a donation, we still take them. I see. So this is where if you're listening and you want something to donate to, uh, we're a great place to donate to because we have to offset a lot of our costs through generous donors. We have churches in the area that support us monthly. We have individuals that support us monthly. So we're, we're trying not to turn away people for a dime. That's really one of our core values. But, of course, you know, we need money to run, too, so it's one of those right. yeah, tensions. Catch, but catch can. but we, we really want to take people in because we know a lot of people don't have resources. You're right. out there in your addiction. You don't have all these resources at your disposal, so we try to accommodate that as much as we can. What about age and gender? Well, so our, our facility so – let's just talk about the Pennsylvania area. In the Pennsylvania area, we have programs for men and women. Okay. So our men's program locally is in Cheswick. 
are we have a women's detox and a men's detox in Raresburg. That's our big facility. So Cheswick facility has 32 beds. Our Raresburg facility has 250 beds. And then in Philadelphia, we have our women's facility, which has the 30-day program and the 11-month faith-based program. Excellent. Hey, uh, David, with just a minute or so left, I, I love this. I love your passion, uh, the excellence that you present the program. Uh, I always think about the addict out there right now. Someone's listening yeah. who's in the throes of addiction. Talk to them. Well, I just want to say to you that um, how much longer are you going to put up with the pain that you're going through? Here, here's, here's, a, here's a saying. Until the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of the change, you won't get help. So someone who might be listening to this right now, you just went on a bender, you just got kicked out by your wife, you just blew all your paycheck on crack cocaine. I mean, this is common things that happen. And now you're back in that pain. You may not be thinking about that pain on the front end, because this is what the back to the idolatry. This is what happens. Your false God lied to you again. And acknowledge that you were lied to. You thought there was going to be pleasure. You thought there was going to be peace. And maybe there was for a minute, but now you're back in the wake of the pain. Don't believe the lie. So let that pain push you into getting help. That's what I would say to them. Understand the pain you're in and stop blaming others. Oh, it's my wife's fault. Oh, it's my boss's fault. Oh, it's this person's fault. No, it's your fault. You're making the choice to go back to these chemicals over and over again. Look what they're doing to you. Let that pain push you in the right direction. Outstanding. Reverend Lewis, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your clarity, for your passion. Uh, God bless you and your work to help those who are suffering right now in the throes of addiction. Thanks for having me, John. My pleasure. Hey, this has been Bisberg. Reverend David Lewis joins us from Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge. The article, What is the Biblical Category for Addiction, can be found in Faith Talk, the newest edition of Faith Talk magazine. Most likely it's at your local church. If not, stop on by Word FM and see it. Uh, Reverend uh, Lewis, thanks so much. Uh, Teen Challenge number 412-849-3224. This has been Bisberg. We'll see you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.